What's up? We're back with the Rhythm and Rhymes podcast. This is episode seven now. We're at seven. Yeah, I think uh, it's seven. Yeah. Yeah, we're at seven. On and off. I'm your host AJ. I'm with my co-host Antonio. How's it going? How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Just been applying for jobs this week. Um, it's pretty much it. Just applying for jobs, working. School is over, so kind of finding stuff to occupy my time. But I'm chilling. How about you? Uh, I'm getting through it. I feel like today was a good day. I ain't gonna lie. I got a lot done. Uh, I had a meeting earlier today, and I don't know. Work meetings are always kind of awkward. I feel like everybody's sort of faking it, and it's not <laughs> really the vibe. Everybody's yeah. kind of just everybody's kind of just staring at each other, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, but you know, the Friday meetings are usually pretty chill. Um, yeah, I honestly spent a lot of the morning listening to music. I was a lot came out, and a lot of stuff from last yeah. week I missed. So I was trying to make sure I got to a lot of it. So, where do you want to start? I'll let you pick. Where do you want to start with music? Uh, I was actually writing about the Amina and K Trinata album, so we could start with that. Okay, how'd you like it? Uh, I really liked it, honestly. Like from what I heard so far. I... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. Um. <laughs> I liked it from what I heard so far. Uh, I really only got one real listen through it, but I feel like uh, Amine's tone of voice really sounded good on the K Trinata beats. Like, I feel like he always kind of had like a monotone type of voice, uh, lower type of voice, kind of like um, uh, who's on Pray for Haiti? That's uh, Makami. Yeah, Makami. Sorry, but kind of like that. And um, I also kind of underestimated how good it would be because I remember we were both kind of saying, like, I don't know if them together is really going to be as good as it was, but it definitely was. And I think that's just crazy because of all of his other albums. I really like those. And I feel like on those, he had super, like, different out there beat selection, but it always sounded good. Like, I feel like 2.5 especially, he started really – um experimenting with what he was doing and his voice uh putting it at different pitches and stuff like that and also just because it was k trinata it was a lot less like afro beats and dance than i thought it was gonna be like there was a lot of those beats in most of the songs like a song with freddie gibbs i really liked um that one had more of a dance uh afro beats bounce to it but i feel like k trinata had a lot of like there was a lot of like more hip hop style beats on here than I thought there was going to be. So, yeah. So yeah. So good so far. I think I think it was pretty good. I think it was two point five his last which project was that? Yeah. I don't know. Two point two point five was his last full project and before that I think it was Limbo. Limbo was really good. Like oh, yeah. I I, yeah, I gotta yeah, go yeah. back to Limbo. Yeah. yeah, I didn't listen to. I haven't listened to two point five. I might have, but if I did, I don't remember. I remember Limbo though. I really liked that one, and I liked a lot of his beats on there. And I remember watching an interview. And basically, he's he's hands on. He doesn't make all of his beats, but he's hands on when they're being made. So um, when I was listening to this project, Hey Tremina, I was definitely, uh, I was definitely like, we gotta put some more respect on Amina name. Like he's a real character for sure. Um, I think I never. I am not gonna be. I'm not gonna lie. I never really took him serious. If I'm being real, like I like some of his songs, but as a rapper, I never took him serious. And I think when I'm trying to think about why, I think a lot of it has to do with, I guess, n- not the stereotypical image that comes with a rapper, but he's almost like he's so far out there when it comes to like 
marketing and his and his image that it almost like it kind of like I kind of just brushed it off. I didn't really take it serious, but this mm-hmm. project is really good. Um, K Trinata, he's he's from I think he's from Canada and he's Haitian, so he's he has a uh, a lot of different vibes when it comes to the type of beats that he makes, and I think that's like that's what makes him versatile. I think it's more. Like mm-hmm. he, it's less about a genre and more about what sounds good, which is why I think DJs and producers are kind of running this, like this lane in music right now. And they're kind of leading the way. And I think, uh, Ketronada, this was an unlikely pairing, but I'm glad it happened. Um, my favorite verse on the project so far was definitely Big Sean's. I think Big, Big Sean's dropping soon. He said that in one of his verses with, uh, on Palisades, it's called Palisades, California, I think with Larry June. Uh, yeah. But his last couple, I feel like every verse I've heard from Big Sean since his album has been fire. I think uh, he did a, a EP with Hit Boy right before the album, and I was like, "Yo, this is yeah. a different. Like, he's different now." And ever since then, I feel like every verse has been kind of crazy. But I'm gonna keep listening to this project. I only listened to it one one and a half times, so I'll definitely keep giving it a listen. But I don't know what it is. I just think when I heard Freddie Gibbs on it, it was like he's been in the news so much for other stuff. I kind of chuckled, but it was a good verse. It was dope. Yeah. Yeah, I, that was probably my favorite song on it so far. Like, I thought Freddie Gibbs, same kind of thing. Like, his tone of voice sounded really good on that song. And I, I think Amina, he wasn't the – he isn't the biggest, like, rapper, rapper. I'm going to bar you down. So that's another reason people might not take him seriously. Like, a lot of his music, he's experimenting. He's trying different stuff. He's using his pitch and his voice to make it interesting. Like, it, I, I feel like a lot of his music keeps you on your toes. It keeps you, like – going from one thing to another kind of i don't know how i feel about it that reminds me of uh maybe not in the same way but isaiah rashad isaiah rashad experiments Mm -hmm. with his voice and does a lot of stuff with tone and and delivery but maybe i have to go dig into amine's catalog some more because he definitely has like a couple quotables and a couple bars that i referred to but isaiah rashad got like real rap records in his catalog like he got records with black hippie and School IQ and J Rock, where he's like actually rapping. So I don't know if that's a one to one comparison. I think it's a little different, but I think they have similar, I guess, approaches to how they're looking at music. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. definitely a good I, I, I think, I feel like he did have, like, at least on 1.5 and on um, Limbo, he had a lot of those like real rap records. Like, if you go listen to them, they're not like grimy. Westside Gun, Conway the Machine, but they're like they're like more like backpacker back sorry backpacker Kanye type of type of vibe. Like I really think he is that rapper guy. He just jumps in and out of so many lanes you can't really tell. Yeah. So I mean, I think the the mar- I I try and notice everything with the album outside of the music too, just to see how people might like uh, how they might hear it or how they might end up like interacting with it. I think. The album cover with the bright colors, I think that was like that was intentional. Obviously, like our album art has to stick out in in the uh, in the streaming platforms because you got to make somebody click. But I think the images they put out prior, and I think they put a music video out, or it might have just been a uh, it might have been one of those visualizers. But I like the imagery they have going along with the beats so far. Mm-hmm. But this was definitely probably the highlight for the weekend. There's some, well, I don't know. It depends. Have you gotten to the Summer Walker, the EP? 
Uh, I started listening to it a little bit. I didn't get into it crazy because I usually like to listen to music like when I'm driving or when I'm in the gym. And I went to the gym this morning, but still, I haven't gotten to really hear stuff because the speakers in my car are amazing. So, but I, from what I heard, she sounded really good. Like the first song came on and I thought it was Erica Badu. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's the, like her, I'm, I'm a big on the tone of voice inflection and like, um, the super airy pocket she was finding in those beats. That's something I always say about Summer. Like, she's super good at that. And I definitely want to get more into it. Like, yeah. the production on it sounded good. I haven't even, yeah. I haven't even turned, I haven't even turned it on yet. Uh, we could come back to it mm-hmm. next week, but I saw the J. Okay. Cole verse or whatever on Twitter and I listened to a little bit of that. And I mean, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hear it in the project. I know it starts the project off, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it had nothing to do with. The, I feel like it had nothing to do with the project. <laughs> That's what I, was like, I feel say. like it was kind of just like. <laughs> no, That's I feel like I was it was say. just kind of like. I got I got a J Cole verse. Let me throw it on here somewhere. I feel like it was like that because if you go the next song, it's her like belting over some crazy production. Like it's nothing like the last song. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I think there's a there's an art to the and J Cole probably was. I don't want to say the first to do this because he didn't do features for a long time, but it was a thing of like, yeah. there's a thing now where I'm seeing a lot of artists. The one I think stands out in my mind is Central C. He he makes it intentional to hit markets that you don't expect mm-hmm. him to hit. And I think it's a similar thing when you do like collaborations with certain artists, you know what I mean? Like they do, I would never have, I would never have expected a Summer Walker, uh, j cole song and this isn't really a summer walker j cole song but he knew like this is a big project it's leading up we're obviously going to get the fall off this year because he mentioned it on this verse he mentioned it on another verse too but he's doing the rounds like he did one with the uh what's the 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 pop the k-pop group uh oh uh bcs yeah, the BTS. The BTS dude. Them. Yeah. Um, he did he did another verse. Like he's been doing he's been popping up again. And remember he did that that little feature run a while ago. And this is just his yeah. way of getting in front of people and he'll mention like yo, the fall off on the way. Like we know. <laughs> Throw it somewhere in the verse. Yeah. Bro, but um I feel like another person that's really good at that is like Drake's really been good at that over the past few years and then um Dirk, I feel like he's one that's been just kind of hopping on different tracks with uh different artists to hit those different markets yeah i think it's a i think well i don't know i mean it definitely it i guess it depends on what you view as your market your 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 uh your addressable market or who your fans are i think Mm -hmm. that's that's an interesting thing too like i I brought up central c because he was he's in he's either in or was just in rio de janeiro and then a little while ago he was in he was in seoul south korea and then he was in he was in Japan too, I think. And he's doing these pop-ups. He's collaborating with people in the area. You know what I mean? Like how Russ did the the song with the um, the Mexican artist. His name is is like leaving me right mm-hmm. now. But I think that's just a, if you're looking at yourself as having a global market or you're trying to attain it, I see that as being a real like kind of cheat code, but you can do it with- Your camera cut off. Oh, did it? Yeah, your phone might have just turned off. During this intermission, I'd like you to tell. I'd like to tell you to check out our Spotify playlists. Um, we have about three of them, and they're all fire. Definitely add that to your rotation. 
while yeah. my co-host is fixing right. his camera. <laughs> yeah, Immaculate Vibe, uh, Just Bars. Right now it's called Just Bars. We're going to have to meet off camera and figure out what we're going to call it and the cadence of it. But yeah, yeah. we got Spotify playlist. It's going to be in the bio. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're going to have all the links in a bio now. I'm dotting all my I's and crossing all my T's, so it's getting better. We back. Yeah, I think we're catching stride, catching stride with this for sure. But we'll get to the uh, Summer Walker album next week. I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. Body and Soul by Joe Boy. Do you know Joe Boy? Do you listen to him at all? I do, but I don't. I know Joe Boy. I'm not much of a active listener. Maybe okay, you can put me fine. on some more. That's cool. Joe Boy is he's a he's a I would I don't even know. He's Afro Afro beats Afro fusion. He sings a lot more. He's not really a rapper. But he has, he's a really good songwriter. I will say that. You know what I mean? I'm starting to look at rappers as just songwriters now because so many rappers are doing things other than rapping. So I'm kind of like putting them all in the same arena as just songwriters. But he's a really good songwriter and he going to keep a single, bro. Like my favorite Joe Boy song was uh, Empty My Pocket, which Bad Bunny got taken down. Shout out to him. But... Um, that was my favorite song. And the hook on that is so crazy. And he ended up, it ended up coming down. But the uh, the verse was like empty. The hook was empty my pocket, spend all my money, give you something. Empty my pocket, spend all my money. Give you something. I, I forget what that, how it ends. But he came out with another song after that called Duffel Bag. And that song was fire. And that song reminded me of Empty My Pocket. And for some reason, I have to do some research, but I would I feel like he figured out that he didn't have the necessary clearances to put empty my pocket back up. So he took the concept, flipped it, and made duffel bag. I could be wrong, but that's what it felt like to me. And so I didn't know this project was coming out, but he ended up dropping it today. And it had a lot of singles that have come out over the last couple months on it. Let me give you some of the names real quick. Um I had it pulled up too. I saw you had Buju on it and uh, Ludacris, which is kind of crazy. Yo, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm about to I gotta listen to that. <laughs> yeah, so he got it's 15 songs, and the features mm-hmm. are ben, uh, Benson. Um, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Odumad Dublock. I'm gonna next episode. I'm gonna come back and say it right. But that's the dude who has that song, <laughs> Declan Rice. You know the one I sent. Oh you? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. And so uh, he got. Oli Akun, CK, who's really dope. I'm going to see him in uh, mm-hmm. Afro Nation next week. We'll be there. Yes, sir. Uh, Oxlade, yes, sir. Ludacris, Tempo. Tempo is a producer. He produced uh, Soso by uh, Omale, and then he produced yep. uh, Soweto. I don't know if you heard Soweto. Have you heard that? Who's that by? That's by Victini, and then Don Tolliver just did a feature on it with Rema. I'm going to send it to you after this. You probably haven't heard it, but it's pretty decent. Send it to me. But Tempo is really dope. He's a really good producer. I just started getting into the stuff he's produced for like Black Bones and Omale and stuff like that. But um, this project, top to bottom so far, is really good. My favorite song on the first listen, I've only listened to it top to bottom one time. Uh, I don't count Alcohol because that single came out mad long ago and that's like his biggest song. So he just threw that on there. Mm-hmm. So I would say either... I like the intro, but I I do like the song with tempo better. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely a really good listen. I would if you have the time to go listen to it. I would definitely give it 
a breeze through for sure. Yeah, I'm going to probably listen to that and then the Summer Walker album and the Ketronada Amine album again. Yeah. After this, so that's the plan. Ludacris, Ludacris is on this album. He, I remember a couple, I sent you the picture a couple of months ago when he was there with Black mm-hmm. Bones. And he just put a song out with Black Bones last week called Cinderella. And I think, like, it's so, it's dope to me to see that Ludacris, Black Bones says this in the caption, but you know, it could be, this could be promo. He said that. Ludacris liked his music and came over and wanted to work with him. And I think it's dope that he's kind of tapped in with uh, artists over in Nigeria and stuff like that because Joe Boy and Black Bones over there, they're over there, they're household names. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they might mm-hmm. not be here yet, but over there, they definitely are. So it's dope to see him tapped in. His verses, I liked his verse on Cinderella more than this one, but this one was pretty good too. So. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely tap into that first. Um, I, I think he got dual citizenship in Africa too, so oh, he, I think, yeah, yeah, he posted something about that, and then I did see him posting about like some videos of him in the studio with some African artists. Um, but I didn't know he was gonna be on this album, so I'm definitely gonna have to give this a listen. Yeah, for sure. And then. We'll definitely get to that and let me know how you like it. The next album mm-hmm. I want to talk about, I'm not going to talk too much about this one because I only got about halfway through, but I thought it was noteworthy just because I've seen this guy on a lot of the albums that I've listened to so far. Uh, Legend mm-hmm. or No Legend, Juan De Cole. Um, he just put out an album. It's 13 songs. It's through Empire. A lot of these African artists are releasing through Empire, which I think is notable and worth mentioning just because they have a lot of them signed to, like, if... There's a lot of independent labels over there doing their own thing, but Empire and I would say Maven Records are the biggest labels over there. And they have, I guess they have the most notable artists or the largest rosters, if that makes any sense. But on this mm-hmm. project, uh, T-Pain, WizKid, Olamide, and Fireboy DML, um, it was a so far. It was pretty good. I'm not gonna comment on like how it sounds too much, but I think people should definitely go check it out. Um, he's been on. He was on a Benson song that I liked, and then I think he was on a Wizkid song that I heard a while back. But that's just something to listen to if you're looking for some new music. Um, yeah. I got three singles. Listen. Three singles. Did you hear any of these singles? I sent you the clip of the so uh, so. I don't know if you saw it or not. I listened to so so. I liked it. Uh, I like the bop of it. I never really had much to say about it, but yeah. I liked it because I mean, I had I had like the original version without Ozuna when the album came out, but then with Ozuna, I think the only thing I could really say about it is, um, I feel like the Afro beats and the reggaeton artists they mix really well, like how um, Burner Boy was working with Bad Bunny and stuff like that. Like, I feel like they mix really well when they get on tracks together. Yeah, I think. Um... I guess I'm probably not gonna go back to the remix if I'm being honest, but I think mm-hmm. uh, when the Afrobeats records recently have gotten bigger, they go and get an American or a Western artist, like how Remo mm-hmm. with Calm Down when it got Selena Gomez, and then hate that song. You don't like the you don't like the Selena Gomez version or the song period. The Selena Gomez version. I just I, yeah, I didn't, think I didn't it was need necessary. it. I didn't need it. But yeah. it, but the point. But I mean it's. It depends on what you mean by necessary. The whole point is to expose the song to a market they're targeting, right? Like, that's why I don't look too much into it a lot of times. Obviously, you want songs that sound good, like with the two artists together. But that song was already doing numbers in Africa. 
It was like probably the most streamed song in India, I think, or it was at least in the top five. And it's now, I don't know if it hit number one, but it was at like two or three when I checked a couple of days ago in America on Billboard. So it did what it was supposed to do, right? Like over here, people are going to yeah. check for it. So it worked. So you know what I mean? As a marketing play, it worked. I don't listen to that version either. Like I liked the song mm -hmm. before she was on it, but I get why they did it. I just think it was dope that Omale, this song is kind of, I don't want to say it's old, but this song has been streaming well for a while now. And so for them to go yeah. target a market, for him to target a market like that, uh, I think is dope because I think he has a lot of good music and definitely... I understand the marketing aspect because you want as many people to hear what you have to offer as possible. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I do feel like there's a difference, though. Like, Ozuna and um, Omale sounded good together. I just don't feel like, record-wise, Selena Gomez fit on that song. Yeah. Like, that wasn't her. Like, I I don't know. I, I feel like you kind of got to like, still make it fit. You got to make it make sense. But for marketing, it definitely makes sense because of how big Selena Gomez is. Like, it's like Justin Bieber. I get that. Justin Bieber in essence. Did you need that? Not, not really. <laughs> I, I didn't need the peaches out in Georgia. You know. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, that was a that was definitely. I didn't need that one either because the song was already the song was big. With I don't think anybody listens to the Justin Bieber <laughs> version of Essence. I've never heard anybody say yo turn that I, version. I'm not gonna lie. I forgot he was on that. Like I forgot there was a version of it with him on Literally. it. <laughs> Literally. Okay. So oh my God. You can follow us on socials socials at real R and R across all platforms. That is YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Shout out Subaru. You should sponsor me. Okay. Uh, it's, it's probably your timeout. Remember when you told me that? It's probably well, your timeout. Said, it, said that, it said that the charging, the charger keeps coming out. So um, it keeps saying, I got 20% left. But I'm back. Um, I'm back again. Uh-oh. <laughs> back nine, back start. again. But two more songs I want to talk about. So I don't know who DJ Tunes is. I got to do my research. But he put out a song with WizKid and somebody named Gimba called Blessings. Uh, he had a song that I found a couple weeks ago that was, a, I think it was a year or two old, called Cool Me Down with WizKid. And that song was fire. And I was like, oh, this is dope. And so when I followed him, obviously when you drop a new song, you follow somebody, the new songs pop up. So he put out another song with WizKid called Blessings. I like that song a lot. I'm not going to lie. WizKid. Mm -hmm. WizKid on, I like WizKid on features a lot. Like his His album cuts are good, but his features be dope too. So that's just a little Lucy for you to check out. And then where did you listen to this Bad Bunny song? It was pretty good. I, it sounded solid. Yeah, well, I didn't man. get to really get a good listen of it, but yeah. I got I, to dance to it. it. I tested it out. I was in the I was in the crib dancing to it. That shit. Yeah, nah, bro. Is it is it one of those more like uh like bachata style records where it's a lot, a lot of guitars slower? No, or was it no no no? It's a it's a oh yeah, I'm gonna you might have to cut this out. Because of, for YouTube, but I'm about to play like a couple seconds real quick. Okay. Oh, wait, I don't know if you can hear. You can't hear that, right? No. Uh, no, it's a, it's a. I'll, I'll send it to you after. But it's a dance record, like it's a, like, uh, honestly, never mind type of dance record. Oh, 
It's a vibe. Like that cadence. It's a vibe. It's like some shit. It's like some. I just want to rock. It's like that tempo of dance. Oh wow! And he's sort of and it's I'm dope good. because he's not like <laughs> rapping on it or like his he didn't speed up too crazy, but he's singing on it still. Like he's still Bad Bunny. He just switched the beat up. I'm definitely gonna have to get into that. I didn't. I saw it next to the Summer Walker project, but I didn't get into it. Yeah, it's definitely. I, I was surprised. I didn't. Well, was I surprised? Nah, because they they've had a couple records in the past where they switched it up in that way. But I think he's everybody's noticing the trend. Everybody's noticing it, so he had to get one out there. Mm, mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had two things. I had two other things I wanted to talk about, and then I would. I didn't know if you had seen the rest of this, but I was gonna ask if you had anything you want to talk about this week. Uh, I mean, I only really had two uh, songs or projects to check out. Her put out a song um, yesterday. It was pretty good. I was messing with that. Um, and then I found an artist actually on TikTok, which I usually wouldn't put the artist who's from TikTok on, but it was actually an Afrobeats artist. And I really liked what I heard from this EP that he put out. His name's YKB. Yo, that's um, crazy. Did I send you that song? No, you didn't. I found, I, um, you I saw was, the video? I saw the video this morning. Yeah, with, with the bucket of the honey. <laughs> yeah. I was, I literally, I literally was about to make a video about it, but um, I actually went and listened to the the album and there was two or three other songs on that album that were better than that one. So I don't know. I, I really like it so far. I like his vibe. He kind of gave, I think I wrote it down. I think I said he kind of gave me like a, like a whiz kid or, a, um, let me see. I, I said, um, I said Buju. I said he kind of gave me like a Buju type of vibe with his flow. That's but. that's crazy that you. It's so crazy that you brought him up because, so so I saw him. The first video I saw of him was on Joey Joey Atkin, Joey yeah uh-huh. Joey Atkins Twitter. That's the dude who runs Afrobeats Intelligence, and he he does a lot of the bigger interviews. He just interviewed Ira Star. He interviewed uh, who else did he interview? Omale. He interviewed Benson. He interviewed um, Wizkid's man, older manager and stuff like that. A lot of different people, but he put it. He put a video of him singing it in the studio a couple, like a week ago or two weeks ago. And I, I didn't even listen to the song. I just saw the video. And then this morning, I heard the song. On I saw that same video you saw on TikTok, and then uh-huh. I went and found went to his Instagram. I went and found out, and I realized it was the same person. And then I thought about this is a lot of like like dot connecting, but Joey Atkin mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago was talking about how if a TikTok if a song on TikTok is blowing up, it's because they put a bunch of money behind it. They put a ton of money behind it and it's intentional and they're targeting specific demographics and they're paying for this thing to go. And so the fact that you saw the record, I saw the record, and I saw it on Twitter, and we, you know, and we both liked it that way. Like it was a good record. It's it's definitely like something I'm gonna go back to, but it was that's actually interesting that it hit both of us. And when did you see it? Uh like two, three days ago. Right. Maybe. Right. So I think that's I think it's dope. I think that means the marketing's working. It's a good it's a good yeah. EP. Like you said, I just listened to it this morning. Yeah, I, I, but I think isn't that like all the music? Like, don't they all kind of just push what they want you to push? Let you hear what they want you to hear? Like, I feel like that's the music industry. Like, I feel like the bigger labels. That's why 
you see Drake everywhere. That's why you see J. Cole on the NBA commercials. Like when his album came out, you heard uh, you heard uh, the first song on the album was on every single commercial and or like certain artists like even I'm yeah. trying to remember, there was one person who was go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yes, but I think the the misconception about TikTok, like the fact that TikTok is this organic you could like any the thought was for a while anybody could blow up off TikTok. Everybody kept saying right. anybody can blow up off TikTok. Posting up videos, your video go viral, you're famous. Like that's how it worked. But reading his his tweet, I mean it was a long tweet, but reading it, it was like, oh, the miscon like at this point, the market is so saturated that if an a song like that blows up, it is marketing dollars behind it on TikTok. It's not natural. It's not just organic. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like the thing with TikTok for it's like how initially the sound it was a SoundCloud rapper. It was like people just being found on SoundCloud. It was you know what I mean? It was like a thing. And now it's like the TikTok yeah. artists. You got Pink Panthers, you got you got Ice Spice, you got the uh the what's the what's the dude name? The um Billy Eilish guy, Armani White. Like, you know what I mean? Like people yeah. who blow up yeah. like that. And so him being an in, I don't want to say independent. He signed to a label. It's called Mars, but it's nobody I've ever heard of. I think it's like an independent. I think I gotta do some more research. I gotta see. But seeing it that way, I thought it was like interesting because to me that just tells me it's not organic. That wasn't an or, like you're right. That's what they do. They put you in front of who they want you to listen to. But the misconception about like they keep it on TikTok because they want to garner that like the fanfare where it's like, you know how you, you like somebody before they're big, like how you send me an artist before mm -hmm. they blow up. And it's like, you're, you're kind of in the know. That's what the TikTok thing was for a while. Like, oh, we, like this guy's new. Who is this guy? But they know who this guy is. They put money behind him. That's, that, that was basically it, but. Yeah, yeah. So definitely go check that out. I'm gonna go look into more of who his label is and who's behind him and who he's working with and stuff like that because, um, I think I think that in terms of just a case study for me, that's interesting. But this morning, yeah, he I didn't. Wait, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say he didn't have that many like Spotify listeners, so it doesn't yeah. look like he's been either out long or he's that big yet. So yeah. I mean, yeah, so maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this morning I watched I saw this pop up in my my feed a while ago but i didn't want to watch it the academic skilly bang interview i'm not a i'm not the biggest fan of academics interviews i definitely he definitely serves a market that's not me like i'm not the person listening to a lot of the stuff or the people he's talking about and i really like skilly bang so for a while i was like eh but academics is jamaican so i'm like he might have a perspective on this that a lot of people don't. So let me just give it a listen. And I was honestly surprised by, uh, I think this has been the best Skilly Bang interview that I watched out of all the ones that I've watched, which was surprising. And I think the thing that stood out to me or the takeaways that I thought were interesting were uh, academics was asking him about how he delivers his music. Like it's very, it's very simple in the way that he structures it. And a lot of times mm -hmm. like, he keeps a lot of space between his bars and he says that's intentional, right? Like you think about something like wop wop, very simple, or brick pond, brick, brick pond. You know what I'm saying? Like real simple stuff. And academics brought up a good point talking about how Afrobeat, a lot of Afrobeats records are cutting through now as opposed to dancehall records 
because even though they might be speaking another language or they're not speaking English, they're keeping it very simple and they're making sure it's palatable to the ear of, a, of somebody in the West or somebody in America that might not be from Africa. And mm -hmm. he said the difference with uh, the difference with like Jamaican dance hall or any type of dance hall artists who speak in Patois is Patois is very fast and the syllables and the way they say different words is different. It's still English, but it's different, right? I can say from hanging around a lot of West Indian people recently in the last couple months, it's like a, he, the way he said it, it's like you're tapped into a frequency. And once you understand, you can't really un-understand it. Like, so like when I'm around, I know what they're saying now, but initially if you're not around it a lot, you might not catch them saying words that you know, but they just say it different. And so it was very interesting to hear Skilly Bang talk about how he thought about, like he's been very conscious about every step and every song that he's put out and everything he's been doing. Like even from the jump, he grew up in an area where he couldn't find a studio. So he was like, okay, I need to go to Kingston. I need to get plugged in here. Okay, these are the people listening to my records. Why do they like my records? What do I need to do more? Okay, now that I I'm garnering a fan base, I need to put out more songs, more songs, all right pandemic is closed people are out that gives me an opportunity to make even more music so like hearing a skilly bang talk about it it was very i i'm not saying i didn't think he was smart i just didn't know but he is very mm -hmm. smart and he's very intentional about the way he's doing a lot of things which i think is pretty cool because i just like his music but it seems like he's a really smart uh marketer as well so i definitely check the interview out if you like skilly bang enough to go look at it i'm gonna definitely check out that interview because i feel like those types of artists really always break through like the ones who are super detailed super calculated about everything they do and me like me personally i just really started listening to skilly bang in the last couple of months i don't know how long he's been out but it seems like in the last year year and a half he's really had like a bigger blow up uh he's become more mainstream kind of yeah um still isn't like mainstream mainstream but he's getting there and i think part of that is him being that calculated sitting there going dropping a song then looking okay why do people like this why did people receive this well okay i dropped the next one people didn't like this what didn't they like about it to be able to sit there and be like oh i gotta simplify my music because i think i think that's just another way to break through musically like people really simplify their bars or make it more digestible like i always say nas people always say nas pick bad beats and once he figured sat there and figured out okay i have to make this more digestible what i'm saying isn't bad i'm not a bad rapper nas is one of the best rappers of all time but it's more so like people aren't receiving this well it's not di digestible it's not easy to listen to but yeah yeah another another uh tip that i thought was funny was have you there's a song you probably haven't heard it but there's a song called coke by Skilly Bang. And he said that, so the hook, the hook is something to the effect of like, the plane was flying, the plane crashed, the Coke fell off the boat, right? And it's, a, it's an analogy for something else, but the song, he made the song and it was like the, the plane crashed, Coke fell off the boat. And after they put it out, I think he said a day or two after they put it out, a plane crashed in Jamaica. And so, what he did with like him and his team, they were like, oh, we got to go film the video at the plane. 
And so the night it crashed at night, let's say it crashed the next, like the next night, the army and like the, the military was there trying to figure everything out, but they weren't there the, the day after that. So him and his team got on boat because it was out in the ocean. It was like, it wasn't, it was near the coast, but it wasn't on land. So they went out there and got on it and they was filming parts. Like if you go watch the video, parts of it are in the plane. And that's an actual plane crash that happened like pretty soon after. That's nuts. Yeah. But even just the where with like, he, I don't know. It was just so, he had so many quotables in the interview, but he said something that I really internalized where he was like, there's no such thing as an obstacle. Everything's a learning opportunity. Because if you knew, if you had learned the information required to overcome the obstacle, it would have never been an obstacle. It would have just been mm. something you're navigating. And just the way he worded it, I'm like, that's so facts. Like, so if you're dealing with a problem or something's in your way, you just don't, you haven't, you either you haven't learned the information yet, or you haven't utilized the information that you've allegedly learned to overcome the problem. And I was like, that's crazy. That is a very true fact. Nothing is really an obstacle. Everything is something you can get through. It's not, it's not, it's just the way you look at it, honestly. Um, I'm going to let my co-hosts figure this out. Um, I definitely want to watch that Skilly Bang interview, though. Uh, gotta, I got to get back to the interviews. That was something I really used to like. Like Montrealty, they had the best interviews. That That's where I would find a lot of my new artists. Like when I first heard Trippy Red, shout out Montrealty. When I first heard Lucky, shout out Montrealty. Ski Mask, Slow God, that Ski Mask. Juice World interview, top 10. Top 10, doesn't miss. Brick pond brick. Brick pond brick pond brick. <laughs> yeah, you know. Life of the party over here. We still figuring it out. It's early in the episode. You know, Joe Joe Button got to about three hundred before he really looked good. In my opinion. Joe Rogan took him about a thousand episodes, bro. Come on now. Yeah. Seven is nothing. Seven's a Seven to start. We're, yeah, we're not we're starting until we get to like 50 for real. Like, come on, bro. That's the beginning. Okay. Okay. So Kanye West, a top 10 rapper of all time. Um, our cousin Josh, shout out to Joshua Johnson. Me and him going to be in Ghana. Uh, he's setting the trip up. But he sent me a video of... What's the guy's name? Define digital. But he sends me he sends me this video and he says, What do you think? And I'm like, I don't think Kanye West is a top ten rapper of all time. I feel like his album individual albums you can still say that. Oh my god, bro. You know, I'm saying no listen, listen. I'm saying there's albums that you can definitely are all-time classics, for sure. But I'm saying that we're undervaluing the beat selection and the production for Kanye West, as opposed to the... So I'm going to give you the 10. Eminem, 9, Biggie, 8, Tupac, 7, Lil Wayne, 6, Andre 3000, 5, J. Cole, 4, Jay-Z, Three, Drake, two, mm-hmm. Kanye West, and one, Kendrick Lamar. I'm gonna send you the video. You can put it up on the screen. Uh, shout out to Divine, 
Defiant, Defiant Digital, they're starting this conversation. So we'll give you your props. But I think we undervalue the beats and the, and the production and overvalue his raps. I'm not saying he's a bad rapper. He's a good rapper. But top ten of all time, I'm thinking about like uh, okay. Are we? I don't think he's he's not even the, he wasn't even the best, best rapper, rapper on his label. Time. Are we still talking about? Because I feel like when you do that, it, there is sliders to it. You have to add in those sliders because every rapper comes with different like abilities. Every rapper they're better in one particular thing. Like I don't think Eminem's beats are that good. I think his songs don't sound that great. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. That has nothing to do with rap. When I hear beats aren't okay, let me define what I think. Eminem beats are crazy. Like, there's definitely some good ones. Like, cleaning out my closet's really good. Um, the one with Jay Z is really good. Like, Eminem does have good songs, but I don't feel like that's where he shines. He shines in his bars. Kanye, you might, you might could say he shines more in the production and the music side of it, but I still feel like if you strip down a lot of the songs to just verses and you put his verses up with a lot of these people. Yes, I think he is. Is yes, Kanye was yes, be- a better rapper yes, than Rick Ross? Yes, yes. He's a better rapper. He's a better so, rapper than Rick Ross. Bro, it was a gimmick. This nigga said "Pooty Scoop" a couple years. This nigga said anymore. "Pooty Scoop." <laughs> Probably not. I don't think he's better rapping Pusha T. Is he a better rapper than Pusha T? I couldn't. I couldn't comment on that. I'm not as big of a Method Man. Is he a better rapper than Method Man? Okay, is he a better bro? My my point is when I hear rappers, I think a master of ceremonies, an MC. That's what I think when you're talking about the list. Because and when it comes to that, it's like the criteria used to be like, nigga, stand on this fucking corner and rap. Rap. Like, don't go get the beat machine. Don't go make a song. I'm not asking who makes the best rap songs. Those are two different things. Those are two completely different things. Because like your first, your first, the first criteria you led with with Eminem was I don't like his beats. His beats have nothing to do with his raps. His rap, you're talking about the songs. But but I understand what you're saying. But that argument is more for who has the best rap catalog or who has the best rap songs. I don't think those because is he a better rapper than Ransom? I, I I still I still stand by my point that if you strip no, down Kanye's he's not, songs, like, he's not. Content, what are you talking? The content Bro. of the lyrics and the way he said it, I still think he's one of the best rappers of all time. Like I I just gave you I just gave you five rappers you said he's not better than. I mean you said Rick Ross, I don't agree with you there. But four okay, four rappers you agreed with me on. That are better rappers than him, no, and they're not top ten. I don't feel like it. Okay, okay. Then I don't. Okay, then you win. What are you talking care. about? I just, I just I still, I'm still gonna go listen to the graduation. Done, like, okay. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Me too. I just think I think it's interesting when people don't differentiate. It's like because you have a good final product doesn't mean you're the most skilled at it. Those are two different, because there's so much more that goes into the project than just your pen to paper. Those are two different things. Like you got pen to paper, and then you also have the the uh, the beats. You got the marketing around it. You got the, co- you got the cover art. You got sequencing. 
those are all things that go into it being a good album and songs being good because you hear songs differently when they're sequenced a certain way. You hear songs differently okay. where they yeah. sit in an album. Yeah. But that has nothing know. to do yeah, with you win, verse. bro. I don't. I personally think if you strip down Kanye songs, just verse, I think his verses still would stand up against a lot of the people just on the list. Forget all the other people, just on the list. Yes, on the list, bro. On the list. That's my opinion. On the That's list. How I feel about it. <laughs> this has been an interesting episode. Of the Rhythm and Rhymes podcast. I do not agree with my co-host. AJ Hughes does not agree with Antonio Hughes on Kanye West being a top 10 rapper of all time. You can write that out however you want. But he has one of the top 10 catalogs of all time. I'm going to differentiate the two. We'll agree to disagree. This is a pretty good episode. Uh, if you like it, definitely hit the like button. It goes a long way. If you're listening to us on an audio platform, uh, definitely go review the go review the podcast you have to listen to it all the way through for it to happen on spotify mm -hmm. so if you can do that hit the follow we're trying to get the numbers up you know what i'm saying we're everywhere now yeah, send, so send it to a send friend it around, send it to your aunt send it to your grandma we'll be back send it to next somebody week. i don't know go you listen to graduation to <laughs>